Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We all know that smoking is bad for us. So why doesn't everyone quit? Researchers from China have identified a gene called DRD2 that may influence your ability to stop. Could this gene be to blame? I spoke to Marcus Manafo from the University of Bristol, who explained the findings. So the genetic variant lies in a region which encodes a receptor in the brain, and that receptor is the dopamine D2 receptor. And we know that dopamine plays an important role in addictive behaviours. How did they come to the conclusion that they did that this is an important gene? So there's an interesting distinction between two different approaches that you can take. One is to take what you already know and use that to identify what we call candidate genes. So if you think that dopamine is important in smoking cessation, you would look for genes that play a role in the dopamine pathway. And that was very common from the early 90s until relatively recently. Now, more recently, people have started to use different approaches that are supported by the same basic technology, but look across the whole of the human genome and simultaneously test hundreds of thousands of genetic variants across all of the genes that we have, rather than just focusing on a single one. Now, to do that, you need much larger numbers of people involved in your study. But those approaches have been very successful in identifying very clear, robust associations between specific genetic variants and a range of different outcomes, including smoking. So what these authors have done is they've taken that first approach, the candidate gene approach, and they've taken a number of studies that have already been done and combined the results of those all together. The problem there is that individually those studies are quite small. That approach wasn't very successful. There were a few robust findings that came out of that approach, but for the most part, the findings proved very difficult to to replicate and reproduce. The finding that this is an important gene for giving up smoking, is that supported by other research? In 2010, there was a very important paper published by the Tobacco and Genetics Consortium, which used data from over 70,000 people, and they didn't find any evidence that this gene in the more recent paper was associated with smoking cessation. But they did find that other genes were associated with smoking cessation. So one of the things that we need to resolve is why this paper is finding an association, but that previous paper using a slightly different methodology didn't. Is it possible that the two findings could be correct? It's certainly possible. So one of the things that we found with these genome-wide studies is that as we run larger and larger studies, we identify more and more genetic variants associated with whichever outcome we're interested in. So it's possible that when we see larger genome-wide association studies of smoking cessation, this variant in DRD2 or one closely related to it might emerge. But at the moment, it's an inconsistency which we just need to be aware of. The impact of these individual genetic variants on behaviour is very, very small. So much less than half a percent of the variability in how likely it is that people might be able to stop smoking could ever be attributed to a single genetic variant. And that's because there are a very large number of these common genetic variants having an impact. So when you add all of those effects up, it becomes a substantial genetic contribution overall. 
but individually, those genetic variants are having very, very tiny effects. If we can identify genes that influence, however minimally, how hard it is to give up smoking, will we be able to have personalised treatments in the future to help people stop? I don't think in the foreseeable future genetic information is going to be helpful when it comes to personalised treatments for things like smoking cessation, largely because the treatments that exist for smoking cessation work to an extent, but also don't have particularly uh, unpleasant side effects. So there aren't people who respond really badly to those treatments for the most part. And because these genetic variants that seem to be associated with your likelihood of quitting smoking have such small individual effects, it's not a very efficient approach to personalising treatments. When we know, for example, that things like how heavily you smoke are a much stronger predictor of how hard you're going to find it to stop smoking, for example. Smokers finding it hard to stop as we're coming up to New Year's resolutions, unfortunately, at the moment, can't blame their genes. Well, we certainly know that genes contribute to how hard some people find it to stop smoking, but the, the single best way to successfully stop smoking is to use your local stop smoking services and to keep trying. Most people only succeed in stopping smoking after a series of attempts, so being persistent is the most successful way to stop smoking.